Lager's Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. Welcome to this at-home edition of Lakers Carpool. The Lakers got the win in Game 1 against the Nuggets, 126-114. to They absolutely dominated Game 1, set the tone, picked up where they left off against Houston. Let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. A huge game from the Lakers. Like I said, 126 to 114. Anthony Davis led the way with 37 points, 10 rebounds. KCP put in 18 points. LeBron James, 15 points, 12 assists. Great game overall from the Lakers. Great to see Anthony Davis play so well. Great to see the team play well. Um, The Lakers really picked up where they left off against Houston, which I was, you know, I was really worried about. I kind of mentioned this in my um, preview for the series that I was, I was worried that the Lakers would come out flat in game one, just based off of what we had seen in the previous game ones against the Rockets and the Blazers and the Lakers just having, they had six days off between when they, um, when they closed out the series against the Rockets and the start of game one in the Western conference finals. And, the Lakers were able to pick up where they left off. So I was very encouraged by that. It proves the Lakers' heads are in the game, that they're focused, and that they have a great just like game plan and rhythm and system going on, even off the floor. Um, you know, I heard that they were uh, keeping up, you know, they're practicing every other day, trying to do what they could to keep keep the rhythm, keep at the same tempo and pace that they've been in. You know, obviously playing in a real playoff game is way different than than practicing and whatnot, but the Lakers seem to be doing well at, um, based on game one, at least, um, keeping their heads in the game, staying focused, um, keeping in the rhythm. And if they can stay in that rhythm, then, you know, I'm definitely scared for the Nuggets because the Lakers, when they're playing this well, they're a very, very scary team. So like I said, the Lakers had a huge game from Anthony Davis, 37 points. It's funny because like, Anthony Davis, like, I feel like he scores so quietly sometimes. You know, I, I'll i I'll be watching the game, and I'm like, man, I feel like I haven't seen Anthony Davis score in a long time. And I look down, and he has, like, 25 points in the third quarter. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's leading leading the game in scoring. And it's like, well, okay. So, like, he just is such a smooth player. He scores so easily that I think I just am used to it at this point or something. Um, but... I think Anthony Davis playing as well as he played last night could be a huge key for the Lakers going on in this series. When Anthony Davis is playing that well, it's virtually unstoppable for any team because no team really has someone that can can shut down Anthony Davis. Um, there's teams that have guys that can can get in his way and slow him down, and I think the Nuggets are one of those teams with Jokic. 
Jokic is the only answer that Denver has for Anthony Davis. But even with that, I think he's too slow. I think that there's risk of him staying in foul trouble this entire series. And I get last night, Jokic's foul trouble wasn't just because of Anthony Davis. A lot of his fouls, he had a couple offensive fouls. Like I think there was one or two off-the-ball fouls. Um, so I get that that wasn't exactly the story last night. But if Anthony Davis can continue just taking the ball to the hoop, um, it's going to force Jokic to to step in front of him. You know, you can't just let him get to the basket. So if he's if Jokic is stepping in front of Anthony Davis, then more times than not, he's going to be fouling Anthony Davis just because Anthony Davis is too damn good. Um, will those fouls get called? That's really the question. But overall, Anthony Davis was the big. He was the biggest takeaway of last night's game. He showed out and the Lakers didn't really look back. I think another takeaway from last night's game is just how physical the Lakers are having McGee and Howard back in the rotation. You know, we missed them against the Rockets because of the the small ball lineup, but it was nice to see Howard come back in. Didn't look like he really missed a beat. He had, um, let's see, he had 13 points. He had only had three rebounds or no, he had, yeah, he only had three rebounds, but um, he was plus minus 14. So pretty good, pretty good there. Um, he shot 80% from the field and four for five. I mean, I, I get a lot of those are, um, are from around the basket and whatnot. Um, and, you know, he shot five for eight from the free throw line, which is pretty, pretty good for him. You know, obviously if that was, LeBron James or Anthony Davis, that would be, you know, a bit, a bit, uh, poor free throw shooting, but for Dwight Howard, who's not a very strong free throw shooter, um, pretty good performance overall by him. So good to see him back in the lineup and having that physical presence. And we saw that Dwight Howard, he, he forced so many, um, fouls from the nuggets that he almost got their entire team into foul trouble last night. And he was, he just had a huge smile on his face. Looked like he was having so much fun and was just like being that like pesky, um, pesky guy out there getting under the Nuggets skin. There was a, there was a moment when Dwight Howard, um, when the Nuggets as a team were just like, I think it was during, there was a technical foul. They're a half court and there as a team just like talking and Dwight Howard walks up to the, to the group, you know, just like to be annoying. And obviously if, if someone does that, against you. you 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 hate that person but as a lakers fan it was super fun to see super fun to see dwight howard just having a good time and playing good basketball um so on top of the physicality i think another big takeaway is the team shooting the lakers shot 53 percent as a team from the field and they shot 42 percent from three with how good the lakers defense is they are virtually unstoppable when they're shooting that well you know, when the Lakers shoot over 50% from the field, they are typically winning their basketball games. Because how good the Lakers' defense is, obviously, like, in order to keep up with that grade of shooting, the other team needs to be shooting on the same pace. But because the Lakers' defense is so good, it impedes the other team, keeps them from shooting so well, um, and really forces them to put up shots that they wouldn't normally take things like that. And like, they just, 
they're not able to shoot on the same pace as the Lakers when they're shooting that well. So, you know, looking at the team, um, so like I said, Anthony Davis led the team. Second highest score was KCP, who shot 60% from three. He went three for five. He went six for 10 from the field, shot 60%. Um, LeBron James had 15 points. He had 12 rebounds, or sorry, 12 assists. Um, LeBron shot 54% from the field. Um, he missed both of his threes, but, you know, he still played really well. The 12 assists is pretty unbelievable. Um, going down the list, we had Kyle Kuzma at 11 points. He shot 62% from the field, 50% from three. Um, Rondo had a huge game. You know, playoff Rondo has really proved to be one of the most important things about the Lakers so far in the playoffs. You know, I will admit I got it wrong after game one against the Rockets. I called out Frank Vogel for playing Rondo so much. Um, And maybe he shouldn't have played that much just because it was the first game back, but Rondo hasn't looked back since that game. Last night, he, you know, he only had seven points, but he had nine assists. Um, He was really just, he's such a difference maker because he can be the floor general when LeBron's off the floor. He's so good at passing the ball. He had so, like, so many, so many assists where they were just like, like icy, you know, like just a little pocket pass, like to a cutter. Um, and he just is feeling himself out there. And it's great to see a playoff run. You know, he had, he had a shot where it was, a the shot clock was going down. I got the ball on the baseline and just threw it up from behind the backboard and went in, you know, like he is just really on another level right now. And it's great to see. And it's a big difference, I think for the Lakers. Um, and then going down, you know, Markeith Morris, he went three for four from three. He had nine points. Dwight Howard, 13 points. Big game from him. So overall, like the Lakers team, team shooting um, was a huge uh, factor in last night's game. And they just are a high, just a high octane offense when they're shooting that well. And when they have both the offense and defense working, it is a scary thing to see, but well, a scary thing to see for the other team. Great thing to see for a Lakers fan. You know, going forward in game two, I think that we'll see, obviously, like the Nuggets at this point really have to adjust. We've seen that they can adjust. Um, they, they, um, you know, they lost game one against the Clippers in the second round, but came back and ended up beating them in game two. So, the Nuggets definitely have to make some adjustments, but so do the, so do the Lakers. I mean, I think a lot of it is trying to keep things the same for the Lakers, um, just more of the same from what they've been doing the last three games, really. But um, you know, I think one one adjustment I would like to see is to see the Lakers do a little bit of a better job at keeping the ball out of Murray's hands. You know, the Jokic Murray screen and roll is really tough to defend because it keeps the Lakers from being able to double team either guy. Um, And it just creates a mismatch. You know, the guy who's covering Murray is going to be way undersized for Jokic and the, and vice versa. You know, the guy covering Jokic is going to be oversized for Murray and Murray's going to be quick and be able to get around or do a step back, things like that. So, you know, I don't exactly know how the Lakers I mean, they did pretty well last night at at uh, slowing down the Nuggets. But I think something that they could do going forward, especially if Jokic is 
continues to be in foul trouble and is off the floor, or if he is in just in general, just off the floor and Murray's on the floor without Jokic to see the Lakers throw double teams at Murray, keep him out of his rhythm, get the ball out of his hands, do what you did to Murray um, or do what you did to Lillard and James Harden to Murray. You know, it's hard to do that when Jokic is on the floor just because of the rotation and just how lethal Jokic can be from any really anywhere on the floor. But if you can keep Murray out of his rhythm for at least part of the game, it's going to make it tough. And at the very least, it'll force turnovers. It'll force missed shots from the Nuggets. Um, and it'll lead to to fast break buckets, which I think is where the Lakers are their strongest. Um, when, when you get LeBron James doing a full court outlet pass to Anthony Davis or to Danny Green or whoever it is streaking down the court or when LeBron has the ball in his hands with the full head of steam running downhill, going to the hoop. There's no one that can stop that. Um, it's that's it's a virtually impossible to stop that. So when the Lakers are on their fast break, um, you know, rhythm and they're forcing turnovers and miss shots, they're their strongest. Um, so I think, you know, for the Nuggets, they're the, the adjustments the Nuggets need to make are limit the Lakers fast break points, do what you can to, to not turn the ball over or to not have, you know, shots that are, um, clanking off the, off the rim that the Lakers can get a running start with, um, and really force the Lakers into a half court set because I mean, the Lakers can be a good team on a half court set, but with that, they, a lot of times you see them get complacent. You see LeBron um, with the ball in his hands up until like nine seconds on the shot clock. And then he passes it with like four seconds and the Lakers are forced to take a rest shot. You know, the Lakers best in a half court set, you get guys like Kuzma and KCP slashing to the hoop and cutting and things like that. But, but the Lakers are definitely a little bit weaker when they're forced to play in the half court set. I think another thing the Nuggets need to do is to do what they can to keep the Lakers off the boards. Just because the Lakers are so big and so physical, if the Lakers are out rebounding you, they're beating you. Rebounds lead to fast break points, especially on missed shots, bad missed shots. Um, so if the if the Nuggets can somehow match the Lakers on the rebounding or or out rebound them, then it gives them a better chance. Um, last night, the I think the rebounding was actually pretty even. Um, yeah, actually, the Nuggets out rebounded the Lakers thirty-seven to thirty-four. The Lakers had ten offensive rebounds to nine offensive rebounds for the Nuggets, um, and then twenty-four rebounds and twenty-eight rebounds um, for the Lakers and Nuggets, respectively. So, I mean, the Nuggets did that pretty well last night. I only say that because. I only say that the Nuggets need to, to stop the Lakers to get the Lakers off the boards just because rebounds can lead to fast break points. Um, and when the Lakers are out rebounding teams, they're destroying teams. So that's, that should be a big key for the Nuggets. And then lastly, I mean, the Nuggets just need to slow down or stop both LeBron and Anthony Davis, which is basically impossible to do. So, you know, I think 
not only do they need to stop Anthony Davis and LeBron, but they need to keep them from getting to the hoop. So, I mean, those are things that they can, they can do that, you know, try and pack in the paint, force the Lakers to take threes. Um, the Lakers are definitely, I mean, they can hit threes, but they're definitely a weaker team um, when they're shooting a ton of threes versus when they're getting to the basket. I'd rather see the Lakers get to the basket than shoot a bunch of threes. Um, so if, if they can, if the Nuggets can do that, then it gives them a fighting chance. But, but it's a very big uphill battle that I don't think that the, um, the Nuggets really can do. Um, so I, you know, I think that the, the adjustments the Lakers need to make are really mostly defensive adjustments, getting the right rotation, um, getting, I think really getting McGee also JaVale McGee back into it. He looked really lost out there on defense and he ended up with, with like four fouls, no point. Like he didn't really make that big of a difference. Um, and so getting him, um, just used to the rhythm and all that, I think will make a huge difference. Um, and then just getting the team used to the rotation against the the Nuggets, um, the Lakers can really um, start to take over the series. So moving on to look around the uh, the rest of the league. Um, so we have in the Eastern Conference. So you know, we're only down to four teams the Lakers and the Nuggets in the West and the Celtics and the Heat in the East. You know, in the Eastern Conference, the Heat are up two games to zero. You know, I could still see this series easily going seven games, just considering how close the games one and two have been. The Celtics have led, actually, in the majority of both of the games, and they've had the biggest leads in both of those games. But the Heat have proven that they're a pesky team. They can stay in games. They can win games with good defense, good three-point shooting. Um, so I think really game three will be a big decider and, and it's definitely a must win game for the Celtics. So if the Celtics can win game three, then they have a fighting chance. If they lose game three, then I think it's all but over. You know, I, I think the, I think overall, I think the heat will win in six. That's kind of my, my prediction of that, of that series, but a lot of that is banking on how game three goes. And then overall, you know, with the Lakers and the Nuggets, I think that the, that the Lakers um, should, if they keep playing like they played in game one, they could sweep the series. I think I need to give the Nuggets a little more respect given how they played in their previous series. Um, so, you know, I think that game two will really will really um, make a difference. You know, if the, if the Lakers go up 2-0, then I think that they'll probably close the series out in five. But I think for now, I'm going to stick to my regular prediction that I've been that I've been saying since the beginning of the series. I'm going to go Lakers in six. Um, you know, Murray can really just go off and Jokic and that duo can be very dangerous. I think they're still a little, little young little inexperienced makes it difficult to um to to really beat a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis but they're still 
very good. Like I said in my previous episode, they're like a firecracker of a team. Um, they can just go off. Jamal Murray can just go off. Jokic can dominate when he's passing the ball, when he's a floor general. You know, that can be huge. Um, the Lakers did a good job at at keeping Jokic's assists down, um, keeping the ball out of his hands and forcing them into foul trouble. That was huge. Um, but with that, I think the Nuggets can bounce back. I mean, I know they can bounce back. And um they can definitely go off. So if they if they get if they you know catch the Lakers um you know off guard, then they can steal a game or two. So I think I'm gonna stick Lakers in six for now, but game two can really will really change my opinion on how I think the series is gonna go. Before I go, just wanted to mention really quickly that I got the chance to be a guest on the Lakers Layer podcast. Um, just recapping game one and talking about what we think about the Western Conference Finals, a little bit about the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, it was really fun, really great to be on that podcast with them. So I'll definitely post uh, the link to that podcast when it drops. But until then, you can follow them on Lakers Layer, which is at Lakers Layer on Twitter. Um, so just wanted to give a quick shout out for that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening and go Lakers.